Kenny Payne has added another starter onto the Louisville men's basketball team. We'll talk about why fans should be excited about the addition of USC transfer Trey White. We will then discuss the surprise commitment of Danilo Jovanovic and what fans should expect from him next season. And then finally, we will break down what the possible rotation could look like next fall, all on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Definitely appreciate it. But a ton of basketball to talk about on today's episode of the show. So let's get right on into the main talking point. That um, news came Two Louisville fans on Saturday evening as USC transfer Trey White announced that he was headed to the Louisville Cardinals. Kenny Payne and company add another starter onto next year's team. And there's a ton of excitement that um, fans should feel from this commitment because I feel like this is a player that many programs went after immediately. The Athletic had him as the Number three rated best available transfer left in the portal. Number one and two, I think it was number one was the player from North Dakota State that uh, the stretch four that a lot of people are talking about. And then the other one was uh, Dingle from Penn State, I believe. So this was obviously a big time addition. Louisville with two scholarships remaining still needed to do some more work for next year's team um, in terms of the rotation. And Kenny Payne and company went out and got a possible starter. Well, not actually not a possible starter. I honestly think Trey White is going to be a starter, considering that as a freshman last year for the USC Trojans, started 29 of the 33 games. The former top 50 recruit um, was a instrumental part of Andy Enfield's rotation down in Southern California. Looking statistically, what White brought to the table averaged nine points per game, uh, 5.1 rebounds per game, 1.0 assists per game, averaged under um, half a block, half a steal per contest, respectively. Looking at his shooting splits, um, still some work to be done there. Overall, was pretty solid, 47.5% from the field. What gets you, maybe not necessarily a little concerned, but it makes you wonder you know, what his role is going to be on this team. He shot the ball, I think, 26.5% from behind the arc and then 70% from the free throw line. Those are on pretty small, um, you know, sample sizes only averaged about a, a 1.5 threes per game, 2.2 free throws per game. But nonetheless, Trey White was a player that um, a lot of people, not only USC fans, but national, you know, national recruiting analysts, national um, college basketball analysts thought that, you know, he was going to be, a very pivotal part of next year's team. And this is also considering that, you know, they lost Reese sticks and waters, but they are bringing in Isaiah Collier. Who's one of the top players in the country. Boogie Fland is coming back or Boogie Ellis, not Boogie Fland. Boogie Ellis is coming back. Um, and then obviously Bronny James as well. But, uh, but Trey white was in the portal uh, before Bronny James made his commitment over the weekend. But nonetheless, 
Very exciting commitment for Louisville uh, because of the potential. Um, you know, from the people that I've seen talk about his game, from the national recruiting analysts, even NBA draft scouts have basically said, look, there is extreme two-way potential here for Trey White. Trey White, um, six foot seven, 210-pound native of Dallas, Texas, a player that um, – very, very solid with the ball in his hands. Does a good job of creating his own shot. Um, one thing that I found extremely interesting, obviously we talk about how the mid-range is sort of the lost art of basketball, right? Um, you know, a lot of the basketball priority, I guess you could say, is shooting threes and getting to the rim. And uh, White has shown that he can do both of those things. But I like his attention to the mid-range, the willingness, and honestly, the intention to score in the mid-range. You see how he's able to, you know, score off the dribble on the elbows, both elbows to be exact. Um, doesn't need a lot of space to, you know, pull up and hit the shot. Um, I also think he's got solid athleticism and size that allows him to get to the rim, finish in acrobatic ways sometimes, uh, solid in transition. Scoring upside is there. It's extremely high. And if Kenny Payne and company can continue to, um, you'll know, get him to develop that offensive skill set, you know, get that skill set refined and allow him to kind of unlock that offensive potential. Um, you know, the sky is the limit, and a lot of people believe that to be the case. So I want to read you a excerpt from Jerry Meyer, who is a director of basketball scouting of 24-7 sports. He had this to say right before um his senior season, a powerfully built small forward at 6'6", an explosive leaper, off two feet, um, has functional basketball athleticism and versatility skill-wise, um, a keep the defense honest, a long-range shooter, prefers to score off the dribble, has a reliable pull-up jumper, and can finish in traffic, handles the ball well and can be a playmaker with passing, can rebound in traffic, and will chase down a rebound defensively, can typically adequately defend any position. He compared him to Royce White of the Sacramento Kings. Royce White, a player who played for um, Iowa State back in the early 2010s. I think that Royce White was probably more of a of a small ball power forward, in my opinion. But regardless, still some pretty significantly high praise for Trey White. Um, I think that how it pertains to Louisville, the role that he'll fill at Louisville, I think you have to focus on that two-way skill set. Um, seemingly, you know, what Kenny Payne says he's looking for um, in a player like Trey White. I think it's, or I'm sorry, a player that is slated to play a lot in his program is sort of filled by Trey White. Trey White checks off all of the boxes. He has the size, you know, being 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he can handle the ball. Um, he can score off the dribble. He can get to the rim. He can defend. And, you know, he has the willingness to go rebound and also to attack in the uh, transition game. So I think that that's something to look forward to. Um, needless to say, I don't necessarily think I look at one part of Trey White's game and think, that's going to be the, the focal point next year, at least not right off the bat. I think that um, it's kind of in wait-and-see approach, but I do think that Louisville has found another starting player. Uh, we'll talk about the rotation at the back end of the show, but regardless, whoever starts alongside Trey White, I think that White can definitely be penciled in as a starter alongside of Sky Clark. Now, um, you know, there's been a lot of controversy of what is a guard and I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of differentiating opinions on the matter. A lot of people have different ideas of what a guard is. Um, 
And I think there's been solid points that are brought up by both ends of the discussion. But I do think that Trey White, despite being listed as a wing, I think that, you know, he has that ability to handle the ball. He has that sort of um, underrated vision and facilitating ability to play the two guard and obviously to play the three as well. We talk about positionless basketball, but at the end of the day, you still have to have the skill set to fill the needs of guard play. So um, ultimately I think he slides in at that two guard role uh, pretty seamlessly. Um, I think he's probably a secondary ball handler, secondary initiator, honestly um, only averaged one assist per game. So you can't look too much into facilitating there, but um, I think that his role is going to be the score of the basketball, and that's something that Louisville still has, you know, has to go get, and that is proven college level production from scoring the basketball. So um, I think that there's a ton of potential here. This is one of those types of additions to where if everything goes right. I mean, you're looking at a possible first-round draft pick here. I think that you know Trey White has the potential. Some draft scouts and recruiting analysts believe that with a solid year at USC last year, he might have been able to play his way into the first round. Obviously, um, White didn't necessarily believe that to be so. He stayed in college, which is probably the best for him. Uh, next year is sort of a um, weaker draft class, so to speak, especially up at the top and throughout the first round as, you know, as it relates to this year's class. So that's something to look forward to. I look at White to be a starter at UofL, um, a guy that is playing, let's see, last year he averaged 26.7 minutes per game. So, I mean, I, I look for him to play just as much, if not more. He's going to be one of the focal points on offense. Um, the perimeter shooting does concern me a little bit because Louisville, as of right now, doesn't have one guy that I look at and say, yeah, he's he's a knockdown shooter. So, um that makes me wonder, but he still has the potential to hit that deep ball. He can dribble into the shot. He can, you know, produce and catch and shoot situations. So something to look for here um, is the progression of that perimeter shooting. But ultimately, you have to love, you know, the athleticism that comes with the six foot seven frame, uh, the ability to get to the rim and finish with ease. Um, you know, nearly fifty percent from the field, which is pretty solid for a wing. Pretty solid for anyone outside of uh, front court players, but um, nonetheless, I like his ability to create his own offense off the dribble and the defensive upside as well, the attentiveness to rebounding the basketball. Trey White should obviously start for next year's team. The addition should make Louisville fans excited. I mean, this is a big-time pickup here. I know that Louisville fans, um, it's been sort of, you know, kind of all over the place when it comes to uh, recruiting and portal recruiting, but this is a good addition. Um, don't let that get, um, you know, overreacted to or anything like that. But he wasn't the only addition to the team recently. Uh, before Trey White, last week, Danilo Jovanovic um, from Miami announced that he would be transferring to Louisville, um, caught almost – well, probably not almost caught the whole fan base by surprise. Didn't play a lot from or didn't play a lot with Miami this past season. We'll talk about why. We'll also talk about what he could possibly bring to this year's team here in just a second. After we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, FanDuel. 
Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Um, there's a lot of great things that make FanDuel great, from great promotions every day to a safe and secure app. You also you also get paid instantly, so that's something to focus on there. There's no better place to bet on all of the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so heading on into the second segment of the show, talking a little basketball recruiting. I apologize that we haven't discussed a lot of um, you know men's basketball topics in the past couple weeks or so. Um, hadn't necessarily been a ton of information. Now we have a good amount of stuff to talk about. Uh, talked about Trey White, why Wolf fans should be excited about adding the um, player that started the majority of games for USC last year. Also, another commitment. This was before the addition of Trey White. Danilo Jovanovic. Now, I could be saying this wrong. I apologize if I am. Uh, it's either Jovanovic or Jovanovic. I'm not sure if it's the soft J or not. Um, but regardless, um, I feel like it's one of those two. But... Danilo played at Miami this past season, only appeared in one game, played two minutes, and then did not appear in another game for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, Three-star recruit, top 200 recruit, I think he was like 190 in the 2022 class um, from the Milwaukee area, uh, six foot eight, 220 pounds, did not record a single statistic, didn't have a single point, rebound, assist, block, steal, personal foul, turnover, you name it. And he committed to the Cardinals program, um, not this past Friday, but the Friday before that. And it caught a lot of Louisville fans by surprise. And naturally, the responses to the news were very different. Either you were on the side of, let me learn a little bit more about this player before I make, um, you know, before I make a, a take, or there was the side that says, why, why are we adding a player like this? And I think that my first reaction to the matter was, I think it was a little bit of both, because I don't like to. Uh, you know, I don't like to have a take or make a or to deliver a takeaway before I understand the type of player that I'm talking about. And this is a player that I hadn't heard his name before, um, both in the transfer portal or for Miami. He didn't play a single game for Miami. Um, I had sort of that response is like, okay, let me learn a little bit more about Danilo before I, you know. Before I talk about the recruitment, but also, and I think a lot of people wondered as well, okay, you have three scholarships left. At that point in time, before he committed, the breakdown was thought to be you're possibly going to get one of Trey White and RJ Louise. The other one was hopefully going to be for McKenzie and Baco. And then the one after that was a potential guard. Now, there was... Rumors that Louisville was potentially going after a guard that maybe hadn't entered the portal yet. So it was a mystery player. But this was a player, Danilo 
Jovanovic was a player who nobody had discussed. Apparently, um, you know, I have some friends who are on message boards. I don't have any active subscriptions, but um, basically they told me there was no talk about this player. There were no uh, um, times where he was even mentioned. And on top of that, he's not a guard. He is a stretch four, six foot eight, that, you know, plays the four, potentially the three. Um, and with Louisville's situation in the rotation now where they don't necessarily have any room at the wing position or, you know, they need guards. It had a lot of people kind of confused and definitely frustrated. And I I was kind of in both camps because I understand the need for a guard. And it goes back to, okay, what is your definition of a guard? And you wonder if Kenny Payne and company feel good with the potential rotation as it is. And I think that that's something that we're going to talk about in the next segment. But um, there was a little bit of frustration throughout the fan base because a lot of people believe that Wolverine needed a guard. And they went out and added not only a wing that, um, you know, not only adding a wing, but adding a wing that played two minutes last year and didn't record a single statistic. Now, granted... What you have to look at is he did have a minor injury to start the year. When he came back, he played that one game, played two minutes, and then Jim Laranega essentially wanted to redshirt Jovanovic, and he didn't play for the remainder of the season. Now, that goes to show you that, you know, but why he didn't play. And Miami had a very veteran-led team. As a senior in Milwaukee, Danilo, he didn't score, he averaged 29 points and 11 rebounds per game respectively. So the high school the high school film is there. When you watch his high school film, you can kind of see the where the potential is and I think that it's kind of um overreacting to go ahead and write off a player this early in his career uh, because he didn't necessarily get a great opportunity at Miami. Uh, but you know, he showed the ability to create off the dribble um you know showed that the defense has to respect his three-point shot, the ability to create his own shot off the dribble. Um, But it makes you wonder, and I'm not saying that Danilo is a bad player at all. In fact, he could turn out to be a good player, and Louisville's been a a program throughout history that has succeeded sometimes with these types of players. But for next year's team, it's one of those that does make you scratch your head because there's already kind of a log jam at the wing position. Whether he projects as the three or the four, I mean, you have guys like, um, you know, let's look at the guys that play wing, I mean, or the four. You have Brandon Holy Hatfield, you have J.J. Trainer, you have Mike James, Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams Jr., um, you know, potentially Karan Davis. Um, now you have Trey White. So there's only so much time to go around. Um, you sort of had your rotation defined a little bit more so, but you still needed to add some potential starting level players. Now, the question is, and we talked about this with Fabio Basili. I'm not saying that we should hinder expectations right away because he's a bad player. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I think that there's potential there. I think the talent is obviously there. The key is going to be the development, um, developing him to being a collegiate level contributor and potentially he is a player that Kenny Payne and company said you know what we maybe we we feel good about where we're at right now and what we could possibly add we're going to add a player that could potentially help out in the future and if that's the case then who's to argue with that but I think a lot of people felt like Louisville still needed some more help for next year's team considering you just came off of a 4-28 season now granted I think that next year you're going to see him potentially I'm not sure if he cracks into the two deep 
um, into that, um, you know, first or second rotation. I think he's probably on the outside looking in, going into the summer, going into fall workouts. So, um, but the potential is there, but I think that he's probably a player that Kenny Painting Company potentially added for the future down the line. Um, so that just makes you wonder. But ultimately, I mean, the talent's there. You see the talent. Um, and I, I think that the high school level production's there. So I think that that's one of those, um, you know, commitments that some people thought it, it was potential walk-on. It was clarified pretty quickly after that he was going to be on scholarship. Um, so I wonder, um, you know, I feel like there's been rumors that he might be transitioned to a walk on if other players get added on potentially. I, I don't know if there's any legitimacy to that rumor at all. Um, so I'm not necessarily going to entertain it a ton, but um, nonetheless, I love the addition of Trey white onto the team. I, I think that Danilo Jovanovic is a very talented player. And I think that for being six foot eight and being able to score the ball, like he can, that's very unique, but I still think that there's a level of development that needs to happen for Jovanovic uh, to be able to be a significant contributor for um, the Louisville Cardinals. And maybe that's in the future. Um, but a lot of people felt like this team still needed some additions for this upcoming year. And they still have a scholarship to be able to address that. So, um, but I think mainly people, maybe not necessarily as frustrated as much with the player that they're adding, but it, the fact that it's not a guard. And I think that that's probably what most people were, concerned about um with this recruitment but I'm, I'm interested to see how this works out for louisville and for danilo so uh two additions one scholarship left um we'll talk about what the rotation could look like the question of the day if you're listening to this or you're watching this drop a comment down in the youtube selection what's the starting five look like right now currently with one scholarship left to fill drop a comment down in the youtube section um on tomorrow's episode of the show, like I said, thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. On tomorrow's episode of the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about football. We're going to have Grant Mulligan back onto the show to discuss um, the players that got drafted, Yaya Diaby and Yasir Abdullah, and to see um, how their per, how their respective NFL careers could go with their current stops. So be sure to tune in with the episode with Grant Mulligan tomorrow. But to conclude the show, I figured we would talk a little bit more about a collective sense of what the rotation looks like currently, um, what it could look like. I think, obviously, things are so fluid, and I don't think that they're set in stone at the moment. I do think that Sky Clark and Trey White are penciled-in starters. I think that both of them are going to start. Um, I think after that, you're sort of in an interesting position because I think that as of right now, if it were the start of the season, I think that being a veteran – uh, I think Mike James gets the other starting nod, so you're probably looking at a um, you know Sky Clark, Mike James, Trey White, uh, top three in the rotation, and then Trenton Flowers sort of being like the sixth man off the bench um, until Trenton Flowers gets some um, production and get some um, you know game experience. I, I don't necessarily think that it uh, that I would. Um, project that he's going to start over Mike James right away. I think that Mike James is a player that's probably going to start immediately. Who knows if that's going to be the case, you know, come ACC play. But I think that right now, Sky Clark, Trey White, and Mike James are going to be your starters at the 1-2-3, wherever you want to look at that way. Um, after that, I think Brandon Huntley-Hatfield starts at whether it be the 4 or the 5. After that, you're sort of getting into an interesting situation. Are you going to see – I think it's down between J.J. Trainer and Emmanuel Okorafor. I think that Okorafor with his – um, you know, motor and 
uh, ability to attack the boards. I think that you know he could be a potential starter, but J.J. Trainer also played very well at the end of the season. So you could see where a core four slides more of into a five role, and J.J. Um, you know is a guy off the bench, or maybe Huntley Hatfield slides into the five, and Trainer is is um, you know sliding into the four. But um, regardless, I think Dennis Evans is the wild card in this. He's very um, you know, raw on the offensive end, but still has a ton of defensive versatility, the best shot blocker in the 2023 recruiting class. So that's something to focus on. So I think right now, you know, you look, I think projecting the starting lineup, my projected starting lineup is Sky Clark, um, Trey White, Mike James, JJ Trainer, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Obviously, if Louisville gets a commitment from McKenzie Mbako, that I think Mbako obviously slides into a starting role being a top 10 recruit. Um, and probably starts over a guy like J.J. Trainer, where you're probably going to see Brandon Huntley Hatfield starting at the five. Um, but the second rotation is where things get interesting after that. I think that whoever you add, you know, potentially with that last scholarship could slide into the second rotation. Dennis Evans is there as well. Um, in the backcourt, you're probably looking at, you know, whoever doesn't start between Trenton Flowers and Mike James, um, Karan Davis, whoever doesn't start between. So put it this way, I, I'm trying not to confuse people. Um, I think you're probably going to go probably nine to ten deep with this rotation. That's usually how the collegiate rotations go. Um, so if your starters are going to be, in my opinion, Sky Clark, uh, Trey White, Mike James, JJ Trainer, Brandon Huntley Heffield, that means your second rotation is going to be uh, Karan Davis, Trenton Flowers, JJ Trainer, Dennis Evans, and probably whoever you add with that last scholarship. Um, potentially could be a guard. I think that you're looking at this team, they still do need to add a primary ball handler, uh, a point guard level player. Um, so because you look at that second unit, you know, although that Trenton Flowers and Karan Davis, I know that Kenny Payne and company view them as guards. I don't necessarily think that they're true, um, you know, ball facilitating uh, offense initiating guards. So that's something to look for. But Trenton Flowers, if one of the players – if one of these wings could project to be a point guard, it would be Trenton Flowers. So um, I, I think potentially odd odd man out situations, uh, Danilo Jovanovic, Curtis Williams Jr., Caleb Glenn, uh, two of the true freshmen, uh, probably going to be given some time to develop if they give you a situation to where you know they are going to be in line for some big-time productive minutes. That's great. That is obviously some big time news for Wobble. Wobble would definitely appreciate that. But as of right now, I think that um, you know there's a lot of moving parts at the moment. I'm interested to see what the starting lineup, what the rotation is going to look like because it's so very fluid right now, especially with the roster not being um, finalized. I, I do think that um, you know there is more depth than last year's team. You just have to replace a good amount of production. So that's why I think it's going to be very important to see what the um, the coaching staff does with this final scholarship. So, um, like I said, I apologize for not talking a lot of basketball recruiting recently, but obviously we are back today. Drop in a comment. Like I said, the question of the day is, who is your projected starting five for the Louisville men's basketball team for next season? Not considering that final scholarship, but current to date. So, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.